Good morning, Jim. Good morning, Patrick. We got a I'm bonus a- episode. Oh, I love a bonus. 50% more podcasts this week. I, I love in basketball when they're when they throw in the bonus. Yeah, college hoops. I'm gonna have the double bonus. It just the, sounds uh, made up, doesn't it? Sounds like a kid added that rule. Like, well, now we get to the dump. We were in the bonus. Now we're at the bonus bonus. A sudden, a game show in the middle of your basketball <laughs> game. He's going to the line shooting one <laughs> and the bonus. <laughs> like, will he make it? <laughs> Remember as a kid? As the a crowd goes like, wild. Oh, you would have got to shoot another one. You made that. Fuck. <laughs> oh, guess, guess you don't have to worry about the second shot as you're backpedaling. Way to go, That's loser. Such a great shit talk, too, if you missed that first of a one-in-one free throw situation. Oh, that's great. They would announce it as it was a contest, too. <laughs> Imagine the announcer shooting one and the, the bonus. <laughs> and then they have a giant-sized check going to line. And if he makes this one, he's going to win a car. <laughs> I like a good bonus. Are you a, like if you're going through the grocery store and you see something that's like bonus, 20% more white rain, like are you more likely to buy it? Oh, yeah. I'm a total yeah. sucker. I'm, a, you know, whenever you see like the, the tag and it says, mm-hmm. if you, you know, if you buy five of them, you're only spending this much. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Sarah's just, always like, that doesn't mean you have to buy five of them. <laughs> Sometimes it do, though. You got to read the fine print. The price tags are confusing. How about at like Jewel, if you give them your number or Mariano's or whatever? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It saves. Like I, I was there. They rang me up and they're like, do you have your number? I maybe. Like, try this phone number. I don't have the thing on my keychain anymore. Uh-huh. I don't, you know. It took off like $15. <laughs> it's unbelievable, dude. It's Kohl's all of a sudden. Like you weren't just, just like, gonna give me that. <laughs> I know it's incredible. I did that this morning. I was like, I'm gonna get up real early, run some errands, and then I walk outside, and uh, I don't know what's going on here. We're we're in a bomb cyclone. We're in a midwestern. We're in some sort of of weird. But I'm just like, you know what? I'm gonna try this jewel delivery system. And uh, I had that. It was like this six pack of Coke Zero is four ninety nine, but three ninety nine if you buy a dozen. And I'm like, well, yeah, I'll do that if I'm not carrying them up the stairs. Of course, I'll just I'll make them take more trips to save me a dollar. Can they get all the way in? They put it right at your door. I don't know. I've never done it before. But the weather this morning was so much that I was just like, you know what? We're going to learn today. This is beautiful. You might never go back. I might never leave the house again. Yeah, it is um, snowing here. I actually left early because of uh, I'm in the city that gets more snow than any other city in America. boy, You're like, I got to get there early. Do Brims want to take a stab at this city? Tom Cruise was born here. Really? Yes. The uh, Syracuse. Tiny Ocean Boat was born in Syracuse, (laughs) New York? He was. Dude, someone pointed out, what about his daughter's name? Surrey Cruise. Surrey, Surrey Cruise? Oh, wow. Very, very close. The Surrey Cruise Orange? <laughs> he, he lived everywhere. I looked him up, dude, because it said he was born here. Like, uh-huh. Did he go to high school here? Like, how long did he live here for? He was here for not long. This dude moved around. He went to like four, 15 schools. Did he really? Yeah. And then joined a cult. He must have been difficult to deal with. <laughs> I could imagine. <laughs> I could imagine. He hated his dad and he went to 15 schools. <laughs> this is like AC Slater's backstory on, uh, <laughs> on Saved by the Bell. No wonder Why he, did he go to so many schools? Is he a military kid? What was the deal? No wonder he ended up jumping on that couch and <laughs> being a Looney Tune. Yeah, right. <laughs> was it like a military background? Why was it? I didn't really read all about it because I'm not, I'm okay. over him. I'm just yeah. kind of like, all right. Dude. Well, we're all over him. He's five seven. But <laughs> I was more intrigued that the, the Brannock device was invented here. What is that? That's what you use to measure your foot, Jim, to find, Come out, on. To find out what size shoe you need to buy to be able to slip into it like you do. <laughs> to, measure, to measure one size larger so everything's a loafer. Like the bump gym, it out a notch. The gym Go one extra. 
I like to swell my foot up before I put it in a Brannock device, just so they can see the worst case scenario. (laughs) Everything an elastic, an elastic shoe. (laughs) Wouldn't that be great? I like the Jordans. They are. I like the Jordans, the little loop on the back. So I could just put my finger in there and just pull right up. That's the, if they made, if they made dress shoes with the little loop on the back, that'd be amazing. Can we invent that? I notice I do back up, uh, beat up like the back of my heels. Yeah. The way I, uh, I put my, you know, take it off with the shoe. I got to be more, you, gotta be, you have to take your time when That's you take your thing. shoes off. Everyone gives, them up. Me, everyone gives me shit for it. But if you look at the back of anyone's shoes, it's like, you're as guilty as I am. Right. All of them are crinkled inward. It's like, come on. Yeah. So can you picture that thing now, the, the metal plate yeah. that you put your foot in? I mean, whoever thinks of that. But this dude did. He was uh, at a shoe store here. When do you think that came out? When do you think something like that was invented? Well, I mean, the modern version certainly wasn't invented until the 1970s. But I would guess that. uh, I mean, that just seems like a very 70s device, doesn't it? The the metal version with the 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 Al Bundy looking one where you got to. But I would guess I would guess 1953. That's my guess. That's a good guess. I mean, sure. I think, I think it came out. That is a real number. That is an appropriate. America was founded I, by that. I read this, but you know, I could pull, pull it up. I believe it was 1932. Okay. It was the, but this guy, he had uh, he replaced a Chicagoan. The the measuring device of the day was the Ritz stick. Dude, <laughs> if you're a real Chicago, I'm gonna I'm I'm done with the Brannock device. It's by unbelievable. The way. Get this. I want to. You you think you're a shoe store? Chicago, you got the Brannock, this guy from Surrey Cruz. Get the stick. We're from Chicago. What is a Ritz stick? A wooden stick. They used to measure your foot by. That is like a ruler. Yeah. He must have been inspired by the ruler was the, (laughs) (laughs) this guy from Syracuse was thought outside of the, the box with the more foot footy device. Yeah, inspired by it, Pat, he took a ruler, he took a yardstick <laughs> and just taped shit to it. Is that inspired by a ruler? It's using one. Oh, first of all, again, everything comes back to Chicago, right? That, that's the most Pat McGann fact to find. You're like in Syracuse scrolling articles for the word Chicago. I love that. <laughs> um, no. But this is awesome. I no, want this was random. I was, I'm like, of course, there's a Chicago connection here. I was I was looking up facts about Syracuse. And here I see the Brannock device. Uh-huh. Let me see what this guy was all about. Interesting dude. He was, did a lot like after the war. And, but this company that did the, the Ritz stick was a, the, the guy in Chicago invented a ton of stuff. And then, you're, then, and then there's like a Dr. Scholl mention. Oh, yeah. Dr. He's a Scholl's real person. From Chicago. Come on. Dr. Scholl yes. from Chicago? <laughs> yeah. We got Dr. Is Dr. Phil here? I don't know, dude. We got so many weird doctors in Chicago. We don't want to be too, too narrow focused, though. We have uh, a lot of general topics to tackle as well, Jim. We had more loss this week. I mean, is it ever going to stop with the, the death in 2022? Man. I mean, oh, so many. And uh, it, they say it comes in threes, but we're like, we're like eight. I mean, it's been a rough start to the year, unfortunately. Three in the comedy world, three big <laughs> ones to start the year in the comedy world in total. But there's just been been a lot of celebrities going. Yeah, Meatloaf and uh, Louis Anderson. Now, you know, we've been surprised by a lot of deaths. These two, maybe not the, you know, you know, like, oh, okay. Like, <laughs> they looked great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they, they weren't as big a surprise as the sum. Um, I was kind of disappointed Meatloaf. I heard his wife was by his side. Her name, not mashed potatoes. I was oh, hoping no. wouldn't that have been funny. <laughs> Meatloaf, his wife was by his side. <laughs> Get the kids gravy and and our granddaughter baby corn. I mean, come on. How did we call him Meatloaf for that long? Broccolini. What is the guy's name? How is his name Meatloaf? <laughs> I mean, here we have like hip hop artists. You know, they come up with these fantastic names right <laughs> and then when some when when white guys make it up it's like meatloaf what <laughs> <laughs> do you think they said meatloaf at the funeral i have no idea do you think they like <laughs> think they, 
You think his casket was like a little meatloaf dish? I'm not trying to be, but like. I mean, does his wife yell that out in ecstasy in the bedroom? Oh, meatloaf. I mean, come on. If someone introduced him, like, I am pie roast. Would you, would you not roll your eyes? All you I know why he. Uh, meatloaf. I told my, uh, I told Luke, he that meatloaf died and he was like meatloaf beat loaf i hate meat remember the uh <laughs> Rand- oh. randy and christmas story oh yeah yeah <laughs> before he dives into meatloaf's wife not how the movie went <laughs> i feel like you saw a different version mashed potatoes do you know how we got the name meatloaf i mean from 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 eating meatloaf <laughs> <laughs> When he was born, he was bright red and stayed that way for days. And his father said he looked like nine pounds of ground chuck. And he convinced Aww. the hospital staff to put the name meat on his crib. Aw. Aw. Look baby. <laughs> Looks like a pile of raw meat. Put him on the scale. See what we can get for him. Enderloin. That could be. That, that sounds like more like a stage name. It really does. And then. Uh, for tender. Loin. <laughs> and then Meatloaf told Oprah, who does not have the right to be asking people why their name is so weird, but Meatloaf told Oprah Winfrey that he received the loaf half of his nickname in eighth grade when he stepped on a coach's foot and he screamed, get off my foot, you hunk of meatloaf. <laughs> now that seems like a line from a Christmas story that has 80s movie written all over it. That's a great, that's a great origin story, Meatloaf. It really is. Can you sing about... Can you do a nine-minute song now? <laughs> we'll do that. So Were you Meatloaf, uh, what did he have? He had Bad Out of Hell. Bad Out of Hell. I'd do anything for love. Is Bad Out of Hell a, like an opera, operette? What is that? That's a story. Ooh, That's a, Like a rock opera? I, I, I was never that into Meatloaf. I, I'm, I'm sorry about his loss. For sure. Um, <laughs> I was trying to look it up. I just typed in rock loaf instead of rock opera. I don't... <laughs> He's throwing me off, man. I was just thinking of you as cremated. They're like, you got to preheat the oven. We're putting a meatloaf in. <laughs> it's Paul Bearer's all to wear oven mitts. Okay. We're getting way out here. I don't mean this. Uh, there's someone who's going to be real mad about this. And I'd like to apologize because he's certainly a human with family. Uh, um, what do you think yeah. he was talking about when uh, he wouldn't do that? <laughs> about uh that's a isn't that a a topic now that everyone ponders it really is i think it always has been right I, I think he was like just before my time i feel like as a kid i was like wait what like he had a cool name sound like a nickelodeon character or something like donkey lips this is meatloaf like I've, those are the people you'd see on like a salute your shorts um but i also remember uh the first time i ever remember hearing paradise by the dashboard light which you're familiar with, obviously. Uh, one of the weirder songs on the planet. The first time I ever heard it, I was 16 working at McDonald's. And uh, for Christmas, someone got a karaoke machine for our party. And uh, two managers were dating. And they sang it as a duet. And that was the oh, first really? time I'd ever heard the song. And I'm like, this is disgusting. Why are these two? Like, why are you ruining music and baseball for me? I don't like this at all. I mean, he's so dramatic in that song, right? It's, it's got a lot of build. I would do any. I mean, it's. <laughs> well, that's a different song. Oh, I'm sorry. Which Paradise which the by du- the Dashboard Light? That's the one where it's like, he's rounding third and blah, blah, blah. And, and she like holds him up. Dude, and those two the songs play. sound the same to me. Really? How many songs? I thought he had two. How many songs were there? <laughs> They're all part of one long rock opera. Oh my gosh. Did they make out at the end? Uh, it, like they were just looking each other in the eye, and she's like, stop right there. And I'm like, oh, please stop right there. Can we stop this whole thing? I, I don't remember that one. Really? I want to hear you sing it again. Unbelievably weird song about like, uh, I think he's trying to get laid in the car. All right. And uh, his girlfriend's like not as meatloafs do (laughs) as meatloafs do. That's where meatloafs rise. And um, not just the (laughs) oven. 
Um, and uh, she's like, hold up. She's third base coaching them. She's like, uh-uh, you're not, you're not getting past this guard. And they've even got like a baseball announcers. Like he's rounding second. He's going for third, like in the middle of the song. No, it's full <laughs> of innuendo. Oh my gosh. I got it. I'm going to dial it up. You really should. And just imagine while you're, while you're listening to the song, I want you to imagine two 25 year old McDonald's managers (laughs) singing it to each other, staring into each other's eyes while a 15 or 16 year old Jimmy Flanagan is just trying to gouge his out. Didn't he have a phase where he uh, like cut his hair and like came out and like was a little bit more, I thought he had maybe he reinvented himself. My mom did that with her meatloaf at one point. She was like, (laughs) we're going to put an egg in the middle. That's what we're doing now. We're going to use barbecue sauce. (laughs) This goes goes by meat. I'm just meat now. It's the new me. And then he switches up and goes by loaf for a while. Just loaf. He did. He's been doing a lot of edibles and calling himself loaf. I remember uh, going to um, a Brewers game with my buddy, Mike Nass, and we were playing running bases with some randoms and the, uh, at a tailgate, you know, we're all drinking and we were playing with, uh, these, these guys were playing running bases and we like got in Uh huh. and, um, you know, we were bombed and, and one of the guys was, uh, was meatloaf. That was, he had a meatloaf shirt and he had long hair and he, we hung out with him for like an hour or two. And, uh, we only called him meatloaf and <laughs> we kept commenting about how, fast meatloaf was and meatloaf was great at running bases that's awesome (laughs) and then i want to talk about louis anderson because one of the highlights of my career jim was being at pheasant run and getting a voicemail from louis anderson oh yeah yeah who at the time it may have been a little bit (laughs) come do this comedy class I got that voicemail also. I thought it was really tailor-made, right? It was. Well. It, it, it was. Do you remember that when they came to Chicago and they were doing the, they were doing, it was him and the. Kyle, Kyle Cease. Kyle Cease. They were yeah. doing a comedy class. So Zany's Pheasant Run was a, com- there was a comedy club in the Pheasant Run Resort in St. Charles called, it was one of the Zany's clubs, the great club. And they were, yeah, they were trying to drum up students for a comedy class. Yeah, and I happened to be working Zanies that weekend. And I don't know, um, I was on the hit list. I got a call as well. But at the time, when you're saying your name and like it's right at you, you're like, but yeah, I listened to it like twice. Like, <laughs> is that, there it is, him, right? I was picturing the cartoon version of him from Life with Louie, like his TV show. <laughs> I remember that being in my mind, like tiny cartoon Louie being like, hey, Jim, come on down here. Dude, he was one of the first stand-ups I remember being, um, like, Bobby Rafferty introduced me to Louis Anderson. I remember he was, a, like, a fan. He loved him. Yeah. And we started watching his stuff. He was huge. And, um, you know, I remember the Carson stuff. Um, had some great cameos. Dude, he was in Ferris, right? He's, I forgot um, about that. Does he do the, uh, he brings the flowers or he's part of that, that scene where they, the, the girl comes to sing. Yeah. Yeah. Coming to America. Um, yeah. Great career. Right. I mean, he came up at a time where there was like a path, you know, and really quickly, 1984, he got both, uh, the Rodney Dangerfield young comedian special on HBO, which was the start for hundred, not maybe, but dozens of awesome comics. Right. You think of the, the list that came through there, the Brad Garrett's, the obviously Louis Anderson, uh, uh, Tim Allen did one, Kinnison, uh, Larry Reeve, Chicago's very own. Um, and then later, hamburger, hamburger, Alonzo <laughs> Jones. That's not true, but man, do I miss hamburger Jones. He was great. Um, and then same year, 84, he also did his, uh, he had his television debut on the tonight show. And after a set, Johnny brought him out for a second bow, which is, not something he did very often. Yeah. I didn't know this about him. He was um, cast originally for Perfect Strangers. Cousin Lou. And he was, um, at the last minute, replaced by that, that thin-lipped cousin. 
Lawrence. <laughs> I was never, I never took to that guy. I would have watched that show if it was Louie. Oh man. Never liked that show. It's like, oh. man, why, why are they in Chicago? Get out of Chicago. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> Coming up the, like, it's never so wanted to them on state street. Like, I don't know. I would, Looking back, I probably, well, not, now do those shows hold up at all? I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know. I just remember that. Don't be they, ridiculous. <laughs> they were in love with the two girls in the other apartment. And oh. like, it's what friends thought back then, right? It's like, we can like them. And then the four of us will get married and hang out together every day. Yeah, right. It is. That's like, that is friends. That's the recipe. Laverne and Shirley. Who were the two? Who were the girls? Um, oh, uh, Jennifer, like it was, they were blondes. One was like, uh, I think they were stewardesses, flight attendants. And I feel like one was like very smart and hot blonde. And one was like very ditzy and Balky was like, I'll take that one. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the one who doesn't know much. (laughs) Balky was a go-to reference for anyone that wore a vest around me. Yeah. What's up, Balky? Hey, (laughs) Balky. That was... A go-to. That's a great reference. I love oh. a Balky reference. I'm Pat. This is my buddy Balky Bartakamos. <laughs> Mepos or bust? What does it say? America or bust? When he's on the back of the yeah, he's on the back of the the turkey wagon or wherever he's. Where was he from? Uh, oh, I for Mepos. I think you're right. Oh, yeah, Mepos. Yeah, yeah. Which do you know? Mepos is a word that meant meatloaf in his language. I don't know if you knew that. Come on. No, it didn't. I just made that up. I'm so sorry. Oh, I man, you got up. me. I'm so sorry. Force him out. Um, and then, I mean, obviously, uh, huge role in, uh, like, huge cameo in Coming to America, right? Like, just such a memorable scene with Louis working at the Whack Arnold's. Yeah, I read that was forced on them, that they really had to, had to use him or something, that there was, like, some regret there. I really? Think, yeah, that came out not too long ago. I think we talked about it. Oh, wow. I forgot that he hosted Family Feud. Oh, I remember that. Yeah. Solid little four-year run there for him. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, I remember him as a feud host. That's just kind of not the most exciting. Kind of a throwback to uh, who was the old guy who kissed all the ladies? Dawson. Oh, Richard just Dawson. voice-wise. All right, you were, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, just a very Louie, very, like, labored, very, like, annoyed to be there. Uh, you brought your whole family here. Oh, that's nice. Who's your grandmother? Like very. Uh, and then had he's a Minnesota guy, right? Again, there you have some Midwest. Um, a lot of these comics you see are from a Midwest kind of locale, right? That's the thing. And you, you know, in our feeds, like in our social media, because we know so many comics, you when these things happen you get a good sense of, of who the comic was to a lot of people. I didn't know Louie personally, um, but everybody who ran across him had a picture with him or a voicemail from him in our case, but everyone who met him, you know, he was, he was known to be very kind. Um, people told great stories of him. Just like you'd walk in and he'd be like, Hey, what's your name? You'd be like, Pat. And he'd be like, Oh, come on in and sit down. And then someone he knew would walk in and he'd be like, Oh, this is my buddy, Pat. Like just made everybody, feel really comfortable right away. You know what I mean? Like just always connecting people. Um, um, good to be around. Had a great resurgence late in his life in, uh, with uh, the TV show Baskets. Did you ever watch Baskets? I did not, but I was really familiar uh, with the role and saw some scenes um, from just the press he got. He got a lot of and, and nominations for, did he win uh, an Emmy for that? Or I don't know. I know he had some nominations. Uh, I, but yeah, really fun role. I watched the first two seasons. I feel like, uh, there's a couple more I need to get back behind, but it was really, really fun show. And, uh, it was Zach Galifianakis and he played that role of Christine baskets to a T it was really, really great. Where does that show take place? What's that? The future. I don't really know. Oh, exactly. Yeah? <laughs> no, no. It's just, um, I don't know. I, I, I enjoyed the show, but again, I wasn't like a super fan. I didn't watch the whole thing. Um, it just and it's uh, comedy, like straight comedy or is it? It's like a dark comedy, like yeah. uh, uh, Zach Galifianakis is a, a clown and Christine Baskets, Louis Anderson is his like, like mom who isn't the, you know, isn't the most doting, loving mother, um, but it is in her own way. It's a really interesting show. I would, I would recommend checking it out. 
Do they live across the hall from? uh, I don't remember much of it. (laughs) Do they live across the hall from some flight attendants? (laughs) Their love interests. Is there a catchphrase that they say every week? Don't be ridiculous. I think we should work. If every week they say something that they said the week before, can you imagine? Put it in the basket. That's what that. That's what the crowd, the studio audience goes crazy. Woo! I think we got to use what you're talking about again. (laughs) I think you got a big pop. Were you here? Hey, were you here at the taping last week? It was a great, he got a great pop. I know, but I got more stuff. Like we can have him do other things. Mm -mm. No, 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 no. Hey, listen to me. The kid nails it. All right. He nails it. You can't put everything on a t shirt. You got to get one thing. He can say what you talk. He didn't say what you're talking about, Willis. He didn't say what you're talking about, Kimberly. Okay. We could mix it up. All right. But I want that in there. It popped. Do you have a favorite of all the, uh, all the catchphrases from TV? Um, my favorite. I'll drop an Urkel. Did I do that every once in a while? I think that was uh, a, <laughs> that's a legendary one. That dude would just like, slam the front door and the whole house would fall down around it. And he'd just be like, did I do that? And they would be like, Oh, it's fine. Dude, he said the thing that, that could become your catchphrase. Absolutely. I I don't even, I don't have Urkel in my brain because you talked about your time earlier. That was before my time. It's not Uh, like always during gym time. It sure was my time. But I could sure just, was. I would just attribute that to you. And that could be awesome. Hell That's, yeah. <laughs> that'd be so great. If you never even mentioned that it was from Chris Merkel. I'm like, yeah, he does this. I love Jim, but he does this one thing. It's kind of strange, but it's good. It's funny. The cops show up to find me in the middle of the woods and they get to me. And I'm just like, did I do that? <laughs> that would be the scariest thing in the world. <laughs> Put that on Netflix. <laughs> Just a creep, a creepy murderer. <laughs> that would be great. Patrick, we, uh, we need to get some follow-up from you uh, from last week's episode, pre-Vic, pre-all the shows. Uh, how was your toe procedure? How did everything go? Do you still have all 10? I mean, Jim, we just talked about uh, two legends that we lost. Uh, well, I want to make sure we didn't lose a third. <laughs> now I, had a, now I, feel, I feel silly complaining about my toe. Oh, the saga. Should we not have transitioned yet? <laughs> Did I do yeah. that? <laughs> no, it's good. We went from uh, his rolling baskets and then it's a good time to transition. Put it in and- the basket. <laughs> what you talking about? I never gave you my favorite. I was, I was thinking like dynamite is before my time. Uh-huh. Um, what were some other good ones that were just um, weekly that you would just... You could just count on. I'm trying to think of what other ones there were. Did Webster have a thing that he said all the time? He would say, ma'am. <laughs> then he'd jump on the ladder behind the clock. <laughs> disappear into the dumb waiter. All right. Heading back in the dumb waiter. That's all. I only watched that show to see him do those things. Absolutely. Like, just like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, there, there he is. He's, there's the clock. He's moving the clock. He's back there. Oh, my gosh. That is awesome. Why don't I have that? <laughs> All right, ready? I'm going to give you a few of the top uh, TV catchphrases. You're going to tell me the show. All right, ready? Oh, kiss my grits. What about that? Oh, one? that's a good one. That's a good one. All right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to quiz you with a couple impromptu. You okay with this? Yeah, for sure. All right, I'll give you an easy one for starters. Don't. Oh, okay, Homer. Yeah. Uh. How you doing? Oh, that's um, Joey from Friends, right? Yeah, that one sucked. Yada, yada, yada. Seinfeld. Yeah, who said it? Elaine. Oh, you got it. It's going to be legend. Wait for it. Derry. I don't know that one. I don't either. Neil Patrick Harris's character on uh, How I Met Your Mother. I Doobie. used to always go, oh, it's time for How to Change the Channel. And I'd grab the remote. <laughs> Uh, Rut Row, that's a, that's a longtime favorite. Rut Row? Yeah. Is that from Scooby? Uh, they're saying it's uh, Astro Jetson, but I think you're right. I think it's more of a Scooby thing. Oh, maybe it is the Jetsons. Live Long and Prosper? Star Trek? Marsha, Marsha, Marsha? 
Oh, that's never good. never watched it. That's the Brady. Nor did I. Oh, this one, this one might be like the most underrated. I loved it. This is one of my absolute favorites. You hear that, Elizabeth? I'm coming to join you, honey. San Francisco. Man, what a great move. This guy would just, you're killing me. <laughs> like act it out in such a great manner. Like what a dramatic just twist on everything. I loved it. He's Chicago guy, right? Red Fox. Is he really? I did not know that. I never really watched that show, but yeah, you go back to it now. I'm flipping through. That's funny. Fun. Yeah. That dude was really, really funny. Um, yeah. I think those are some of the big ones. Yeah. There's some good ones. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of shows had that. They felt like that. I don't know. We, we may have lingered on that. We're all good. All right. So Patrick, uh, leading up to the Vic shows during last week's episode. Oh, dude, had, I, uh, by the way, I don't want to interrupt you, but I, I have to interrupt you because I want to thank you, dude. The episode that we dropped, Jimmy, you, you carried it. The interviews, everything you did. Thank you, buddy. You, that was a great episode. I, I enjoyed it. I was like dipping in. I'm like, wh- whose podcast is this? <laughs> this is great, man. No, that was that was phenomenal. Oh, I, thanks, I, I man. Really, really appreciate the. Uh, I think I, I I don't even have to be here. Why? What? I'm gonna go. No, we need you here. We talked about this. We need co-hosts. Bye. This is part of last episode. No, you're doing great. We need you here. Where <laughs> Oh, that's amazing. What was that? That's my favorite catchphrase, whatever that was. I don't even know what he's saying in that Bad Out of Hell song. Oh, is that oh, that was Meatloaf? I thought you went Elvis. There was a little lip curl. I can see on the old Zooms. I thought that was the king. That's what Meatloaf was doing looking back. He was just imitating Elvis. And playing running basses very, very well. Yes. <laughs> All right. I'm going to try this again. Uh, leading into last week's episode. In last week's episode, Pat, you mentioned to us that uh, you had a toe procedure coming up. And, and Brimley Nation, Brim City wants to know how, uh, how the toe procedure went down. Oh, dude, they, 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 they did. What do they say when you, uh, you're about to go? You're about to go in. I was about to go under. Uh-huh. They delayed it. They said that not necessary. We're going to put you on an antibiotic. <laughs> so, you know, we're not going to amputate you. We're actually going to try a shot first. I feel like they thought it was inflamed. So I, I don't know. I, I kind of got the sense that maybe I need to go to a podiatrist. Maybe they don't want to deal <laughs> Where with Where were you? I was just a vet? Like, what was that? Do? Was that my regular doctor? Okay. And, and I, I just got the sense that maybe they're like, eh, let's, let's, try, let's throw this antibiotic. But that didn't really do it, dude. Okay. So it's still blowing up on me. It's the, uh, remember and I'm going to get you sucker. Yeah. When it's throbbing out of that boot. Uh-huh. <laughs> I, have to, I have to like cut the end of the shoe there. So my toe can breathe out of it. <laughs> no, it's, um, it is what it is. I'm going to have to probably go to uh, a foot doctor. Well, I'm, I'm checking out. Have you I been through you this? Really have you ever had that before? Looks like they're just, I didn't even understand what the ingrown nail was really. Yeah. I don't know either. No, I've never gone through the procedure. I'm, I mean, I'm nervous. I, I probably have an ingrown, you know, but I don't, I don't like know. It, it looks normal. Okay. That's under, what I'm afraid it's, of. It's underneath. Like on so the side. It, so when it grew in, it must have, yeah, it must like clip the inside a little bit. Yeah. There's something going on underneath, underneath there. Do you have a photo we can put up on the IG? I'm going to, uh, <laughs> I'm going to document this whole thing. Okay, good. So then everyone can see the, the second toe. Remember we talked about the, uh, <laughs> the se- you have the second toe longer too. I do. I do. I've confirmed it. I checked over the course of the last week. I uh, did a little measuring. I used my, what was it called? The Birkenstock device. Yeah. You're in good company, Jim. You know who else has the, uh, the second toe larger? Who? The, the Statue of Liberty. What? And Venus de Milo. Oh. And meatloaf. Apparently <laughs> Wait, what? we measured it on the Brannock device. <laughs> we took a, we took a rich stick to it <laughs> and meatloaf's toe is super long. Oh, uh, just long and meaty. Uh, well, uh, I do know this. It's called Morton's toe. 
and it's considered by many ancient artists and cultures a high mark of beauty, dominance, and intelligence. I'm not disputing any of that. Dude, that is funny because I, that I clearly remember that is what my family always said. Really? My mom would always say that. It's, you, could thank, you could thank our family for that. <laughs> She's like, you could thank my side for the second long time. Your, your father's side is all short toes oh. and head shelves. <laughs> That's amazing. Head shelves. That is a thing that families like to do, don't they? Take credit for the good and blame the bad on the other side. Check out the brows on the other side of that family. <laughs> Have you seen the, the brows on this side? We're, we're a little smarter over here with our long toes. The sign of intelligence. Sorry, I'm late. You got that from your mother. <laughs> you short-toed moron. <laughs> I mean, what a thing to say. What do they say it comes from? Uh, they say a second toe, more at risk, though, for getting a hammer toe, which is a oh. toe that becomes permanently bent. Well, we all have bent toes by now. <laughs> do we? I don't know. My toes are kind of beat up. <laughs> it's just a great thing. Well, we all have bent toes by now. I mean, I do, but I, I didn't know if everyone did. <laughs> I told you about the toe contest, the foot contest that my block had growing up. No. This is the best contest. They, they put all the dads in the garage and they lower the garage so you can just see their feet. What? And then the women had to find their husband <laughs> based so on their feet. Gross. You'd be able to tell, well, not in your neighborhood, but in most neighborhoods, you'd be able to tell mine by the opaque nature alone, just how light my skin is. But in Beverly, it may not be so easy to figure out. They're all pretty pasty. I remember this so well. I mean, imagine being the dad, right? Like there were probably 20 or 25 dads going in the garage, right? (laughs) I remember them trying to corral the dads. Like, we got, go get, we got, and then everyone, you know, Bill, <laughs> Bill, where is he? No, he's coming. He's coming. And then every dad is they came, what the hell are we doing? What are we doing? Take my shoes off. What? I'm what taking my this? socks off. And then they're looking under there like, what? And then Can you imagine what? I'm always like, what's their memory of that? They're all in the garage. 30 guys standing there barefoot. <laughs> My memory of it, we're all in the driveway. Wish I had a picture of that. The next morning, you're just hung over, drinking water, and you're like, did I, did I take my socks and shoes off with the whole neighborhood? <laughs> that was just, that's a pretty good contest, though. And, like, every woman, no one got it wrong, I don't think. Everyone, that's... every guy, I mean, my dad, looked like somebody dropped an anvil on his toes <laughs> at some point. You just spot those in a minute. Yeah, it's from getting crushed with garage doors every year during the contest. <laughs> He was always the first one there. Just kept falling on his foot. I always thought that would be a fun contest. Maybe we could do that at our at our next live taping. We'll have a uh, identify your bare feet contest. Oh, uh, before our next live episode, get a petty. Them's the rules. So, um, so yeah, that's the plan. Is uh, go to the podiatrist and get this thing uh, addressed. You know, absolutely. You gotta. Got to take charge now. It's a new I era. hope you do. And when you're there, uh, if you could mention to them that I have the Morton's toe, just see if they agree. That's why I'm beautiful, hot, and intelligent and dominant. You know who I hope has a second longer toe is this new head coach of the Bears. Oh. Eber, Eberflus? Eberflus. I mean, do we yeah. really just bring a guy from Indiana? He's moving from Indiana <laughs> to Chicago. He's going to complain so much. Say he should move to Elsip for a year to help him assimilate. <laughs> to ease, go from Indiana to Chicago. <laughs> Why yes. even do that? You can just stay on your side. Stay, hang out in the region over like Hammond. Get a spot. That dude could just buy Hammond. Well, that'll give more ammo to everyone pissed off at Chicago. <laughs> you know that the coach doesn't even live. He, the head coach of the Bears <laughs> lives in Munster. That's how bad it is. This guy, you know Eberflus? Eberflus? <laughs> What is it? I don't know. But he that's a monster. He lives in Munster. You don't want to be taxed? You want to be taxed if you live there? <laughs> You're not even it's contributing cheap. to the economy. Cheaper taking the Skyway. <laughs> How do you get here every day? What do you take, 90? No, Skyway's better. That would have been my first question. Uh, Matt, what did you take the Skyway? How did you, what did you do? Because I think that's going to tell a lot about some decisions you make <laughs> moving forward. Great sketch, though, just like, 
very Chicago and that being the first question. And then the whole press conference devolving into that. Uh, yeah. Jim Flanagan, uh, Naperville times. Uh, I would have gone 57 all the way right into that. It's just, just everyone just giving their piece of it. Yeah. I, I would love to ask him a bunch of uh, those questions right off the bat. Just the, <laughs> the, the welcoming here. Mm-hmm. Who's next? RT name. <laughs> Who's Jonathan Brandmeier? Like right away, you got to know the history. <laughs> Name's 1085 Bears. Not part of the family. What does GSH mean? <laughs> Where do you get your Italian beefs? Yeah, um, I hope he does well, man. That's, a, that's always a big deal. I remember when uh, Dick uh, was fired, it was kind of like hanging over the city. But the day that it finally happened, that was like a moment. I remember uh, getting picked up at, at high school getting in the, a car and that was on the radio and wow. it was like, yeah, they fired him. Like what they did. <laughs> I mean, you knew it was coming, but it's like, what? And he was pissed. Of course. Oh, of course. And it was raw. Right. Oh yeah. Oh, I didn't even think I've never even imagined his press conference after getting fired from the bears. We should pull that up. That had to be incredible. Oh, I bet it's on YouTube. I bet it's yeah. great. Oh, I got to check that out. That's homework for next week. There's a great interview of him with Johnny Morris, too, screaming at him. Check that out on YouTube. Absolutely. Um, yeah, we got football I think, coming up, dude. Oh, I just think with that, uh, I think it's great that this new coach has a questionable S at the end of his name and is moving to a city where we just add S's to things all the time. <laughs> like, uh, I feel like we're just not going to pronounce it. Like, oh, Eberflu? Oh, I ran into him down at the Jewels. <laughs> yeah, how do you say it? I have no idea. But that is going to confuse the shit out of the average Bears fan who's mad at him. And, and we got an Eberflus or whatever. I don't know how they do it, the McCaskies, but they're like, you don't think we could find someone you've never heard of? <laughs> really? Oh, wh- wait, who do you guys think we should hire? No- okay, thank you. Watch what we do now. Like, they come up with these... Where do they find these guys? I mean, Unbelievable, this guy really. Maybe a little bit more visible. He was a, a defensive coordinator for the Colts. Yeah. Like, but still, like, they bring in people. You're like, what? Yeah. They always outsmart themselves. They do. They, they do. They, oh, they overthink it. And it's like the same guys who just left. It's like you could put, you know, Nagy and, and Eberflus and Pace and whoever the new guy is on a board. And I'm not a hundred percent. I could get all four of them correct as to who's who there's a lot of similarity between the, you know what I mean? Not a lot of variety in who they're picking. Well, yeah, you, it's like, you need a new casting director. You yeah. Just keep, it's the same two people, same right. names, same yeah. names too. Matt right? and Ryan. Yeah. The, 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 both coaches were Matt and both GMs were Ryan, the one they fired and the one they hired. Oh, not to be reminiscent. <laughs> A fresh start. Listen, due to supply chain issues, we couldn't afford an entirely new nameplate. So we either had to find a Matt or a Nagy. And Guys, we got rid of Ryan and Matt when we're doing a fresh start. All right. Forget about the way the old things work. We're doing that completely different now. And to tell you more about that, here's the new Ryan and Matt. <laughs> oh, Un- so dumb. Unbelievable. Where is Lovey Smith? Lovey Smith is the only guy that's been good since Ditka and people were pissed at him when he was here. It's like, this You're guy not lying. was good. Yeah. We had no idea what we had until he was gone, but ever, there's always a contingent to fire everybody. Right. But the bears, man, they have made a run of picking awful. The thing, you know, it's bad when these guys don't pop up as head coaches ever again. That's the thing about them. Right. Like, it's not like Bill Belichick got fired from the Browns and then went on to the Pats and, you know, had, an, I mean, like Mark Trestman, like, the he only might guy live with near the, me. I would never know that. The only guy with the, the resume was Fox and he was yeah, like on, on the way, on the way out. out. Yeah. Oh, man. Anyway. All right. I don't want to do too much bear talk. Uh, but welcome to the new regime. Uh, hey, speaking of uh, football and coaches, um, we got some great feedback from a new Brimley who was uh, at the Vic earlier in the week. I uh, heard from coach E on Twitter. Wanted to give him a quick shout out with the uh, uh, Drake Bulldogs, the tight end coach for Drake. He was at the show, really enjoyed it. Uh, just oh, started nice. listening new Brimley. He uh, enjoyed the podcast. So appreciate that very much. Coach E 
Thanks, Coach. Is that Drake out of the, the Pioneer Football League? They used to man square up against the Dayton Flyers. You're absolutely right. And they've uh, that's a good program, isn't it? I feel like Drake's won the PFL quite a few times. They have a nice program there. They do. Nice to have you on board, Coach. Absolutely. We got a lot of new brims after this week. I love the matchups. Kansas City versus Cincinnati, which I just saw pair up in uh, the first 48. <laughs> The two murder towns. How true is that? <laughs> it's always mid-sized Midwestern, like Memphis, Louisville, Kansas City. So, Meanwhile, in Cincinnati. A phone call comes in. <laughs> a body's in a trunk under an underpass near a barbecue joint. Cincinnati. More death in the murder in the river. There's bodies, in the, there's bodies in the river. <laughs> More death than the murder in the river. Did I do that? <laughs> I'm just thinking like random to Cincinnati. <laughs> More death than Pete Rose in Chile and Skyline. That's WKRP. <laughs> that ain't Skyline Chile all over the ground. <laughs> yeah, we got uh, the, the matchups. This is like, a, it feels like an, I don't even want to say 80s because the Chiefs were never really and the yeah. Bengals had that one year, right? Um, I mean, I'm, I'm going Bengals just to see it. Really? Because right? Kansas City's been winning a lot. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm going Chiefs. Battle of uh, two, two bad airport towns, too. Oh, absolutely. So I've heard from some people they love the Kansas City airport. That's what's so strange to me. But I'm. <laughs> I mean, I, I have uh, nostalgia for it now. And now that they're going to fix it, I'm going to uh-huh. miss it. It's like, oh, God, this is kind of like, yeah, it's going to suck when it's big and different, but, and then the Cincinnati ones in Kentucky and that one sucks too. Yeah. They're kind of the same. Aren't they? Those, that, those sounds in a way too. Yeah, absolutely. Very no much. Who so. wins Chili's <laughs> is going to be going off. <laughs> I'm going uh Kansas city. Cause I'm a bit leveraged in Patrick Mahomes. So I would like to see them make uh, the super bowl every chance they get. Well, if I had the money on it, I would bet on the chiefs, but I'd like sure. to see the Bengals. They haven't won. Let's see Cincinnati. I'd like that town. Oh, yeah, it's a great city. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, uh, also real quick, we heard from Colleen who uh, uh, reached out on IG and said the Saturday 930 was incredible. We laughed so hard. The crowds were great. Your kids were freaking hilarious and adorable. Uh, thank you both. And Maggie Hughes Apollo. And this is important. You mentioned it earlier, but the whole crew behind the scenes for bringing us laughter, happiness and a reminder not to take it all so seriously sometimes. Oh, that's nice. Colleen, nice little note. Thank you very much. Thank you, Colleen. Thank you to all the Brimleys that showed up at the Vic, came out, represented, felt the love. It was awesome. And, uh, dude, thank you again for all you put towards that last episode. A lot of fun. Um, This was fun. Just some bonus time with you. And we wanted to welcome some of the newer people because we were promoting the podcast. Oh, yeah, we were. And I heard from uh, a lot of people as well. I need to sort through some of the the Brimley banter. I'll, I'll be more organized. I was not going to be coming out to Syracuse till today, but I flew out last night because of the weather. So the nor'easter, a little bit scattered. Yeah. You know, it's unpredictable. It is. There's a, a bomb cyclone again, too. I saw in the news. I didn't know where is there I don't really? remember what that one is. There's a bomb cyclone happening somewhere. Yeah. There's a lot going on. I don't know how it's going to, it's snowing now, but it's not like significant. So good. Um, we should be good to go. Um, what's going on? You got, I, I know you had some stuff going on this weekend. Anything? Yeah. yeah. Throw up there? Uh, I'm at, I'm at the Royal theater in Tiffin, Ohio. If we've got any brims in the middle of nowhere on Saturday night, that will be really fun. Have you done this gig? No, but I'm, I know Tiffin. Cause, um, I remember Mike Toomey doing his one man show TV and yeah. I believe at that theater. This is a, I think this is a bigger show than I thought it was. I was just looking at the lineup and everything. And, uh, uh, Mike Armstrong, uh, Corey Rodriguez, and uh, our old friend Michael Palasek. Um, oh, that's so, great! Yeah, Michael and I are actually, dude. It's like old school comedy. We're riding out together. We're oh, like going to be in a car in a snowstorm for seven hours each way, and then uh, and then making a trip back the same night. Yes. So uh, yeah, real old school road trip. But Tiffin, Ohio, on Saturday, uh, today, Friday, the twenty eighth. I don't even know if this will uh, be out in time. Um, but I will be at the Laugh Factory. And then, uh, yeah. Oh, then next weekend, real quick, I got a couple of big things I'm headlining in Rockford, if we have any Rockford brims, at uh, Lucha Cantina. Um, but Beautiful. it's supposed to be a really fun show. And then Saturday, 
I am uh, headlining the beautiful Bend Theater in West Bend, Wisconsin. So uh, Rockford and Milwaukee area. What about you, Patrick? Cuse this weekend? And they wonder why we call it all over the place. <laughs> Look at you, Jimmy. That's great, man. You got a lot going on. I'm going to be with Sebastian this weekend in Syracuse, then going through Milwaukee and Minneapolis. What Ooh. I'm very excited about, I'm going to be with you, buddy, doing some yeah, shows homie. on my own at Hilarities in Cleveland, February 10th to 12th. And I coming, and we're going to be coming in hot. We got a little Dayton Flyer outing brewing up on thursday what 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 yeah the dayton alumni chapter is um sent out an invite and is getting like the the local chapter trying to promote it getting people to come out so i know they're gonna have some flyer flavor on thursday but that's valentine's weekend too jim we're gonna have some valentine stuff going on so friday saturday come on through cleveland if you know someone in cleveland tell them Jimmy and I will be there. We'll probably record an episode while we're there too, bud. Incredibly. That's awesome. Man. I'm looking forward to meeting some more flyers. It'll be really fun. Yeah. 10th through 12th. And uh, Hilarities is one of my favorite clubs in the country. It's awesome. Man, Great. Incredible club, uh, incredible staff, Sam and the crew in the club. Uh, right in downtown Cleveland, owner. right on 4th street, man. right by the hotel. It's beautiful there. There's lots of restaurants, Michael Simon places. You got the arena. Cleveland's hosting the NBA All-Star game I just saw. Wow. The, uh, the, week, the week after we're there. Oh, that's good because you so know me around an All-Star weekend. I'll mess well, around yeah. and have a triple-double. <laughs> well, they're going to be And then I'll be like, up. did I do that? <laughs> Every week you have to say that. <laughs> I cannot do and, that. And we'll watch the numbers precipitously <laughs> drop. And you know what I'll say to you once that happens? <laughs> I did that. So I was like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll say it to you. No, you know. <laughs> I got to think of uh, some more catchphrases. We got, we have plenty on here, Jim. As we dish out the straight <laughs> dope. All right, buddy. Well, I hope everyone has a great weekend. And uh, I, big thanks to Ben too. On yeah. That episode. Ben puts some great magic point. together. We talk the, about this uh, whole crew transitions. And, uh, Thank you, Absolutely. Ben Anderson. And uh, big ups to Ben. He did an incredible job on that episode. Uh, I know he's going to do an incredible job on this episode. Uh, also, uh, thanks to podcast Katie, uh, Katie McCarthy. Uh, because of her great work, I know that next week we will be talking about Lunar New Year and uh, Groundhog Day. All right, Jim. Podcast Katie. Is that what we have to call her now? Because who's the other Katie? <laughs> well, we we Just she Katie? was referred to as Podcast Katie recently, <laughs> and she brought that up at the Vic. So I figured I'd throw her a shout out under that moniker. Yes, big ups to Podcast Katie. <laughs> and big ups to everyone out there. Enjoy your weekend. January is coming to a close. Yeah, we will see you early next week. Thanks for joining us for this bonus episode. <laughs>